you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's Friday, October the 21st, and you are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast. Those are the voices of today's special guests, the host of NFL Total Access, the broadcast, MJ Acosta Ruiz. <laughs> Hello, MJ. Hello. And the 16-year NFL vet, Thomas Antonio Davis Sr., who came to work today wearing three things. A heavy heart. Number one, we'll get to that. Number one, the watch and bracelets of a man who was very well compensated as a Pro Bowl linebacker. Two, enough Gucci to make a Kardashian blush. And three... <laughs> The grimace of a man whose Panthers just officially hit the reset button. We will get to the run from CMC news in a moment. But first, thank you for being here, Thomas. Oh, no problem. Thank you for having us. Let's talk table of contents coming up on today's show. Friday answers to Sunday questions like who wins in week seven? What will the scoreboard read? Who's on upset alert? And what will Dak and Tua's stat lines look like in their respective returns to the field of play? But first... It's a C-Mac attack. McCaffrey, one man to beat. McCaffrey, all the way. He was their best player. He is now their ex-player. The Carolina Panthers have traded Christian McCaffrey to the San Francisco 49ers for second, third, and fourth round picks in 2023 and a fifth rounder in 2024. Thomas Davis, 14 seasons in Carolina black and blue. Some are calling this move a reset what do you call it? It's definitely a reset, but reset, but it's heartbreaking for the fan base. You know, when you lose the the guys that we had in the locker room, Cam Newton, Greg Olson, Luke Keekley, um, myself, and now you come and you lose a guy that so many fans have put so much hope in, in Christian McCaffrey, and he was literally the whole offense for that team, and now you take him out of that locker room. It's very disappointing, but you understand what the move is on the outside, but you still don't have to like it as a fan. MJ, when you first heard about this, we kind of felt that it was coming. There were rumors that it might be coming. We weren't sure where he might be going. First blush, what's your thought? I love this for the 49ers for many, many reasons. I immediately was taken back to um, just a scouting trip um, as we're getting ready for the combine, um, heading out to a pro day at Stanford after McCaffrey was already in the league. And I look back and it's young Christian McCaffrey standing right over my left shoulder. Solomon Thomas standing over my right. Across from me, 49ers GM John Lynch, who of course is beloved at Stanford for all that he's done. And I was like, well, isn't this an interesting trio? So this is a good fit. I think he knows the Bay Area so well. The fans love him. Lynch knows him very well and they needed another X factor out there outside of Debo. This solves so many issues for them. It's reinforcement out of the backfield. It takes some pressure off of Jimmy for sure, but also some pressure off of Debo who already said, I don't want to be running the ball as much as I do. There you go. Now you got a true RB1 coming out of this backfield. I think we'll see him initially in these red zone situations and third down situations there where they've had a little trouble converting on third down. 
I really like this move. And I can only imagine what the inside of Kyle Shanahan's brain looks like right now with that expensive playbook that we know. You know, it's amazing. You mentioned third downs. The team in the NFL that leads the NFL in third down efficiency is already the San Francisco Mm. 49ers. So you add this piece, any concerns that you may have about third downs, gosh, they may be disappearing. However, concerns about this move are real and they're real for a reason. Let's look at Christian McCaffrey's career. 2017, his rookie season, 1,100 total yards, seven touchdowns. His sophomore season, 1,965 total yards, 13 touchdowns. His third season and best season in the NFL, 2,392 total yards, 19 touchdowns, first team all pro. He follows that up in 2020 with three games. Mm. Follows that up in 2021 with seven games. Now, so far this season, he hasn't missed a game. Six games, 670 yards, and three touchdowns. Those are good numbers. But the knock on Christian, through no fault of his own, is that his availability has been his worst ability. Is that a concern for Niners? It's not a concern uh, for Niners fans, or it shouldn't be a concern for them, because when you look at what Christian McCaffrey was asked to do in Carolina, he was literally asked to be everything because he didn't have a whole lot around him. And they literally catered the entire game plan around his abilities and what he was capable of doing. Now he's going to a 49ers team that has Debo Samuels. They have Brandon Ayuk. They have uh, Kittle. Like, they have a ton of weapons that he can come in and be a part of instead of being the main part. So I don't think that's going to be a huge issue for him um, as far as wearing down because he'll have an opportunity to come over to the sideline with Wilson being a guy that's that's capable of coming in, getting it done. And we saw them – bring in a couple of other running backs. So it's going to be still a running back by committee thing for them, I think. I'm going to stay with you for a second, TD, because somebody that the three of us are fans of, you are friends with, you love this man, Steve Wilkes. Can he win with this roster? Can anyone win with the roster that now he inherits sans Robbie Anderson, sans Christian McCaffrey? Has he been set up to fail yet again as we think he probably was in Arizona the first time around? Listen, I almost hate even saying this, but it's going to be tough for Coach Wilkes and those guys to win with with the roster that they have now. Um, And and I'm hearing some inklings of them possibly getting rid of DJ Moore. Mm. Like, that makes it extremely tough. And and I just hate it for Coach Wilkes because he was literally put in the same situation when he went to Arizona. Depleted roster, didn't ever really get a chance to to kind of show what he was capable of and that's one of the things that you want you want an opportunity to be a head coach and when you get that opportunity you don't want to inherit a roster like that especially now second time around you're thinking hey okay we have some quarterback issues but we still have a full roster of guys that I can potentially win with with one of the main cogs being Christian McCaffrey and now you trade that away and potentially trading DJ more I, I just I just think it it's unfair to put him in that situation all over again. Are home games in Carolina going to be quieter now? (laughs) It's going to be surprising. I I think the stadium is going to look a lot like it did when Cam Newton was was released because those fans, you know, they rebelled. They were disappointed in that decision and they showed it by not showing up to the games. And I think that's one of the things that, you know, with uh, Christian McCaffrey not being there um, to, to really be the focal point of this offense and the quarterbacks struggling the way that they have, I mean, it's going to be tough for the fans to come out and support that team. 
The ripple effect of this move is significant. These are not ripples. These are waves. Let's circle back to the 49ers. San Francisco gets better. They certainly get better looking. I see huh. you, Olivia Culpo. <laughs> the Niners' gain, though, is clearly the Rams' loss. Now, we know that the Rams did make a move. Yeah. They, were, they were in this conversation, but they couldn't compete with the trade offer made by John Lynch. Now, I have heard it said today in many circles that the Niners are now better than the undefeated Eagles. Now, we tend to oversteer in traffic when something like this comes down. Have we oversteered, or is that a fair assessment? Are the Niners better now than the undefeated Eagles? Us? Overreact? I know, it's outrageous. We would never never. do that. Um, They have definitely made a statement that they are going after that NFC title. However, what the Eagles are doing, what they have been building, and the way that that locker room is clicking, the way Jalen Hurts is leading that team, I just can't put the Niners over the Eagles in the NFC. Okay, I I, I like that you brought up Jalen Hurts because you directed my eye and my ear and a few others to something that you (laughs) saw from Jalen Hurts in Mm -hmm. the post-game locker room speech that he gave after that win over the Cowboys. We know what we can do, and we know what we can be, and we know it's in our hands, and that's how it's going to always be. Jalen Hurts, share what you heard, MJ, and answer me yeah. this. Is there anything this kid can't do? He, I, he can, I don't know what else the football world he, wants. Because he sounds like Jalen a pretty good Hurts. coach. He sounds fantastic. Tell us what He's you heard. He's playing great. He has galvanized this locker room. His post-win speech sounded as tempered, as humble, and as hungry as a team who has maybe one win this season, and they are undefeated. He has that entire locker room behind his back, as he should. The guys believe in him. They have bought into him. And moreover, he has reflected that on the field of play. I love this for Jalen Hurts. I love this for Eagles fans. You could also say that the big losers in this deal are not just your Panthers, TD, but they are the Packers and the Bucks and the Cowboys and the Vikings, too, if you're buying them. Not necessarily because they all wanted Christian McCaffrey, no, but because the road out of the NFC just got a lot more difficult with CMC in San Francisco. Absolutely. We can we can 100% make that statement. Um, and I think it really speaks to, you know, the level of talent that Christian McCaffrey has because you can see how many teams were interested in trading for him knowing that you would have to give up a pick after pick after mm-hmm. pick type selection like uh, Herschel Walker type type trade yeah. back in the day. You have to literally leverage your franchise. And that's one of the things that we saw the Rams do uh, last year, and it ended up ending in a Super Bowl for them. So I, I know that the 49ers are taking the same approach, you know, like literally forget those picks. We're all about winning right now. We have the roster to get it done. We're a piece or two away. Let's make this move, and that's what they're doing. And on the back end, you know, I, I talked about the fan base being disappointed, but if Carolina is able to turn those draft picks into uh, potential franchise-type players, then, you know, all will be forgotten in a couple of years. So this could be a win-win for both teams in the end. Absolutely. Short-term feels bad, long-term could feel very good. No question. Uh, The one thing I could also say is that I think we agree that a a piece like this, a variable piece, a rangy piece, a two-way player, the likes of Mm -hmm. which that Christian McCaffrey is two-way in the modern sense uh, out of the passing game and the running game, in the hands of a guy like Kyle Shanahan, feels particularly dangerous. Absolutely. I played against Kyle Shanahan, coached offenses a lot. He was in Atlanta for a long time and, you know, just having the chance to go against him. He's a brilliant offensive mind and he utilizes his weapons extremely well. But I don't think that he's ever had the opportunity to coach a player. And we know 
don't get me wrong, Debo Samuels is a dynamic player. But I feel like, without a doubt, Christian McCaffrey is a more natural hands catcher than Debo Samuels, not taking anything away from Debo. And he's a better running back than Debo is. But overall, um, when you have both of those guys on the field, and then you you factor in having Hughes check in, Hughes is he's he's another player that that literally you can put him at fullback, you can put him at tight end. They flex him out on the outside at the at the one spot at wide receiver. Like you literally, you never know where any of these guys are gonna line up. So it's gonna be a matchup nightmare for defenses having to defend the 49ers this year. Can't wait for this. Uh, the NFL total access game of the week, Chiefs and Niners. We will get to that game pick and that prediction in a moment. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know. But I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? Some people try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. You are listening to NFL Total Access, the podcast with MJ Acosta Ruiz and Thomas Davis Sr. 13 games remain on the Week 7 schedule, and we will pick them all. But first, Thursday night football. Let's look back to last night. Cardinals and Saints. Throws over the middle, and a one-handed interception by Isaiah Simmons in midfield. Runs it back to the left of the 40, at the 30, at the 25, at the 20. And Simmons in, back-to-back. Interception returns for touchdowns by the Cardinals at the end of the half. But as is the case these days, even in a win, and with the return of D-Hop, and a couple of defensive touchdowns, it's all overshadowed by a moment of Murray. Walking his way over the sideline. Murray had a lot of that energy last week he did. against Seattle, you know, where he would be frustrated. You can see it right there. I think that's the buildup of a number of weeks. Hopkins comes in to try to calm him down. <laughs> okay, if you're a lip reader, and I am, Kyler shouted, calm the blank down to head coach Cliff Kingsbury. It didn't feel out of character. 
Was it out of line? It was absolutely out of line. You know, I, I played in the league for 16 years, and I've never, ever disrespected any of my coaches, let alone the head coach in that manner. And I think it's just, it's a bad taste. It's, you send a bad message. You can communicate uh, or you can disagree with, with what's going on or you can have, you're going to have times where you your, your tempers are elevated, but it, it should never get to a, a point where you, you speak to your coach in that manner, especially potentially being one of the leaders or a captain of the football team because it's a trickle-down effect. Once guys see you talking to the coach like that, they're going to start thinking like, hey, I can do this if, if it's allowed from one guy. So I think it just sends a bad message throughout the whole team, throughout the whole organization. And not only that, you have a ton of kids that are also watching this game. Mm. They also are seeing, you know, a star quarterback, a guy that that's, a lot of them may look up to, you know, speaking to his coach that way. And it just sends a bad message for me. With Kyler, time and time again, it is maturity. Mm. That's the word that keeps getting tagged to his narrative. Yeah. Can he get out of this rut? He's well, put himself in there. He could have, but I think having a moment like that where you couldn't control your temper. But also, I do agree with you, TD. I think it was a show of disrespect. You could see it on Cliff's face. He was sort of aghast that it was actually happening. Thankfully, D-Hop stepped in and sort of calmed down the situation. But to have to have your teammate come in there and say, whoa, okay, buddy, yeah, you have to actually calm down in this. I didn't like it. I, I rewatched it probably five or six times. So I was trying to understand how we got to that point. But I do, it's, it's, it's a sign to me that there's a misstep or a disconnect in the level of respect between the two. Cards get the Vikings in week eight in Minnesota. Vikings will be rested coming off of a bye. Kyler and Cliff will be exhausted, no doubt, from having to answer questions <laughs> about last night's tiff for the next nine days. This is your official viewer's guide to week seven in the NFL. You want to know who wins, what's the score, and who's on upset alert. Well, we have answers. The only question now, who from this we should you believe? Dak Prescott saying his plan is to start against the Lions this week. We uh, feel like he's at a position that the risk-reward justifies him being out there. If Dak can grip the football and he feels confident to go out there and throw the football, let's go. They obviously need him. It's almost like the perfect timing, right? It's good. It's just a little ugly little start. Dak, just to be clear, you are starting Sunday. I am. Just to clarify, all right, first game back for Dak, and it's against the Lions. He's missed those five games total with the thumb injury there. How rusty is he going to be in his return? We can't discount. It's going to take a second. He'll be rusty. He was rusty coming into the season. Mm. I I think sitting on the sideline really helped him, allowed him to kind of see, uh, really see what this offense can be without him. And as when you're the number one guy and a guy behind you has some success, that plays with you a little bit. I expect him to play well, have some rust, but that's what the running game is there for to help clean up some of the things that he's missed. You know, sometimes the football gods can bless you, and that's what this is. He has a blessing being able to come back against the Detroit Lions who have played poorly on defense all season long. He's going to have an opportunity now, like Smitty just talked about. I feel like having an opportunity to see Cooper Rush 
operate this offense efficiently at a high level and not have to do too much. You don't have to go out there and be Superman every single game because they have a really good defense that's capable of stopping teams from from scoring points. So all they have to do is not turn the ball over. Don't put your team in bad situations. And yeah. this the, this Cowboys team can continue to have the success that they had under Cooper Rush with Dak at quarterback. I think rest is normal, right? Especially coming off of surgery. But it's that twinkle in Dak's eye that he's had on the sidelines yes. the past five games that I'm really looking at. With that said, let's pick it. Who you got, TD? Obviously, I got to go with the Cowboys <laughs> in this one. And, and simply, I think the Detroit Lions fooled all of us in, in hard knocks. We fell in love with what we they did. were doing, and we just kind of bought into what they were doing. But they've suffered so many injuries. I got to go with the Dallas Cowboys in this one. They didn't foolish. They were playing against each other. That's why they looked great. <laughs> so, for me, I have to go with the Cowboys. I'm going 32. When the, when the Detroit Lions are giving up darn near 34 points, I'm going to – yeah, I'll shave it down a little bit. 32 to 20. I got the Cowboys just because of the run game. And at the end of the day, I, I hate to say it. I played against Aaron Glenn. I know he's he's extremely smart. Mm-hmm. But this defense he's running, ah, uh, it's tough. I hear you. All right. I have the Cowboys winning this one. Shocker. 30 to 25. I love the sound effects. The Cowboys had won four in a row before they lost the Eagles last week. This is the get right game. And... Dak is coming back. Nobody is more amped to get a W than that man. The defense also will step up yes. huge. Packers, Commanders, Rank. Oh, you know what? I Listen, the Packers are going to win this one. I, I'm not even going to try to tease an upset or anything like that. No. I think the Packers should win decisively, 35-14. But the key is get the ball into the hands of Aaron Jones. He's mm-hmm. averaging over six yards per touch. He's going up against a Washington team that is 25th in the NFL against the run. You can run on this team. That line's good, but you got to run the football. Rank, you're wrong again. Oh. And I'm going to tell you why, because Taylor Heineke is going to start quarterback for them. I love Taylor Heineke. The guys in the locker room love the energy that Taylor Heineke brings to the table. Carson Wentz, you might be on notice, man. You might be on notice because Taylor is going to go out and ball. It's all about how you come back and perform when you come back. But we know Taylor is going to make this upset. And I am going with the Packers 20 – no, wrong. I'm going with the Packers to be upset by the Commanders 24 to 21. Let me correct that. Nah. The kind of close one, though. I'm, I'm, it's going to be close. It's going to be close, but the commanders are so going to pull it out. What world are you living in, TD? Listen. Yeah. And this one. He I wanted to give TD one back. You, I, I bet you didn't think the Jets were going to win last week either, did you? Yeah, I did. <laughs> no, you didn't. Heineke does change the tempo, the paradigm over there, but I do have the Packers taking it here. 22 15, the final score. Bears, Patriots. Why are the Bears winning this week, Grant? Come on. What, why do you think that I would pick the Bears? Why do they constantly do this to me at all? You think the I'm going to sit here? is not a giveaway and, at all. You know what? Yeah, I'm picking the Bears. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I understand that everybody from Schaumburg to Oswego to Sterling, Illinois, is upset about what is going on. Did we get a home you know, sound? We did. We, yes. we did yes. get a home yes. Just for, I got it. We get it. You know what? That's what, what's what I do. You know what? I'm going to stand by this team. While everybody Stop. else, while everybody else oh is sitting God. there crying in their Paps Blue Ribbon in Pertillos, <laughs> I'm going to sit here and stand by this team and remember that fateful day back in 1986 when the Bears 86. beat this. Yeah, it's been a while. Yikes! I was, was three years old. Three. <laughs> well, Rank, you're wrong again. Oh. I'm literally. When you watch the Patriots team, you watch the the, the Detroit Lions went in as the number yeah. one offense. Wow. And they completely shut them out. Yes. And y'all are going in 
literally as one of the last offenses in the that's league. That's and that's why, why the Patriots are going to win this game 28-6. to It's going to be whoa. a blowout. We got them right where we wanted them. Whoa. They're good against the good offenses. They haven't seen one like the Bears offense. <laughs> yes, they when you go against a team that doesn't block, it throws them off. I'm, I'm giving your Bears a little bit more credit here, Rank. I am. But I do have the Patriots winning 27 to 20. That doesn't make me feel better at all. Score. You're giving them 20 points? I am. Have you watched is this Is that team? an upset? <laughs> have you watched this team? That's an upset. Game of the week, it is that Chiefs 49ers game. Thomas, this is your moment. What you got? The Super Bowl rematch? Yep. Okay, I got to go with the Chiefs in this game. Oh. The Chiefs are going to win this game 23 to 14. We know they just got Christian McCaffrey, but he's not going to be ready. He's not going to understand and know all of the offense. He's a smart guy, but I just don't see him being ready to play in this game. So I'm going with the Chiefs. You know what? I agree with you on that one. I think that they're going to end up winning this one 29 to 20. I think the excitement of having Christian McCaffrey, one of the best players in the NFL over the last five, 10 years, you think of the running backs that Kyle Shanahan has had over the course of his careers who've ended up playing very well. Guys like Steve Slate and Mike Anderson, who weren't household names, but now you got a guy like Christian McCaffrey. It's going to be good, but it's just not going to be this week. I know that Christian McCaffrey is the big draw here. I get it, rightfully so. I think we might maybe see him a little bit, at least in uniform out there. But to me, it's after today's practice, it seems like they're going to get quite a few defensive pieces back in Santa Clara. So I'm taking the Niners. 28-25. Whoa. Whoa. Last-minute switch for me, let me tell you. Separation right. Sunday, huh? Falcons, yes. Falcons, Bengals, TD, who you got? All right, I'm going with the Bengals in this one. I got the Bengals winning this game 24-13. to 13. I just think at some point, Joe Burrow and their offense, they have to get things rolling. Yeah. We know what, they cap- what they're capable of. They showed us all last season. Now they're starting to protect Joe Burrow a little bit, little bit more, giving him more time. But his receivers have to be healthy and have to be available for, for him. If they are, I see them winning this game. You know, to some segments of the population, the Atlanta Falcons are 6-0. and <laughs> Last week, I predicted the Falcons to win, but I've got to go with the Bengals here. 29-25. You talk about Joe Burrow and that team getting better. He has five interceptions on this season. Four of them were in week one. He's been playing much better as they've won three out of their last four games. The one thing I would like to see, though, is them to throw the ball downfield. They have not gotten the ball deep to Jamar Chase much this season. That needs to change. So I've been talking all season long about how the Falcons are, like, sneaky good. They've been in these games. They've lost a bunch, but very close ones. Well, last week against the 49ers, who we just talked about, they got that dub, and Marcus Mariota showed out. I think the Falcons win this one. 27-24. I'm feeling bold this oh week, Oh, my man. gosh. Let's not be Thanks too for letting me here, back fellas. in the game. Very MJ. important game. Oh, MJ, Stanford this Dolphins. one is for you. <gasps> All right. Yes. I know MJ is a huge fan I know of where the this Dolphins. Is going. Listen, the Dolphins were playing some of the best ball. They actually beat one of the best teams in the Buffalo Bills. And that was before this man, Tua, went down with a concussion. But guess what? He's back. Tua is back, and the Dolphins are going to win this game. And they're going to win it convincingly. I'm going. 24 to 17, Dolphins in this one. Let's go. You know what? Well, you know, MJ, I would love to support you and pick the Dolphins, but if I'm not mistaken, moments ago, you picked the Chicago Bears to lose, but you know what? I'm not petty. I'm taking the Dolphins 30 to 24. That's right. Mostly because uh, the Steelers Steelers are not going with Mitch Trubisky. (laughs) 
But also for you. I mean, I feel like it doesn't even matter who I pick. But of right? course I'm taking the Finns. 35-25. Wow. I was waiting for that one. I've been waiting all season for it. Giants, Jaguars. TD, who are you taking? I, I didn't know that this was an upset with the way that the Giants have been playing all season long, but I'm going with the Giants 21 to 18 in this one. Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones have been getting it done all season long, but I, I don't know what Vegas thinks. I know. Me. I'm not sure what anybody's thinking. It's not a, it's not an upset. It's 22-17. I got the Giants. The Jaguars are trying to get themselves together, but at the same time, I was also with the Giants' most, in, most interesting jobs. A coach for a couple of days. Oh yeah. So we got them right. Okay, okay. we, 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 yeah, we, we, we. We're right. locks up here because I have the Giants as well. 22-18, just by one more <laughs> than you, um, Steve. All right, Jets, Broncos. Mm. You MJ, I've been riding this Jets wave for the yeah. last two weeks. They've been playing extremely well. I love what Sauce Garner has been doing mm-hmm. and the way that they've transformed that defense. So I'm going with the upset in this one. 21 to 17, the Jets, Russell Wilson and that, bro- that Broncos yeah. offense have not been getting it done this season. Yeah. Well, they're only going to get 17 points because uh, Les Ride ain't really riding very far, <laughs> right? And I got the Jets playing awesome defense. They, they, their offense knows exactly what they're doing. Russell Wilson has a hamstring, so he can't razzle-dazzle and play off schedule. He would have to do what he doesn't like to do, which is sit in the pocket, go through your progressions, and throw in a timing yeah. it, throw in a timing, timing offense that he doesn't want to timely throw. So yeah. that's why I have the Jets. Struggle bus will continue all year long. <laughs> yeah, look, the Jets put a 40-burger up on my Dolphins not too long ago. I have them taking this one, 25 to 20. They made MJ a believer. I know. Dang. Mm. All right. Seahawks Chargers right across the way on Sunday. 24 to 20, the Chargers, my former team. I just feel like this team. You were on that team? I was for a little bit. I had had a cup of coffee there, you know. But I feel like this team, (laughs) they, they have all the weapons to get it done. Derwin James has been playing at a high level. I love what Drew Tranquil is doing on the defense at the linebacker spot. And Khalil Mack is leading those guys up front. So I have the Chargers winning this from 24 to 20. Mm-hmm. Man, Tranquil has me questioning myself going across the middle. He is has a nose for the football. He learned that from me. Right? Good job. Great job patting yourself on the back. How's your arm? Did you break it doing Nope, it's it doing oh great. Okay, it's great. And then... Look, Geno Smith, I did not believe that – I always believed that a backup will prove to you at a critical time why he deserved, why he's a backup. He shocked me, and he's doing well, so I take it back. Geno Smith, you've been playing lights out. Thanks for not listening to a light-skinned guy That's like so me. Sweet. Just keep it moving. But I ain't picking you. I'm wow. going with the Los Angeles Chargers. All that said – not today, buddy. All right. Well, I'm just going to take that insert and put it into my pick because I do have Gino and the Seahawks 25 to 21 Ooh. winning in an upset. You're right. I know. I'm feeling All real bold this MJ. week. She's feeling herself real today. Bold. Wow. Let's see how it works out at the end of the week when we have the tally. All right. As for the games that we all agree on, well, we all believe the Titans will beat the Colts. We believe that the Bucks will beat the Panthers. The Raiders will beat the Texans. And that the Ravens will get a dub over Pass the Brown. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, 
you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is NFL Total Access, the podcast, and with the imminent return of Dak Prescott, we all want to know, how will he do? Maybe more to the point, we want to know, what will he do? We all have theories. Cynthia Freeland chooses science over speculation, and here she is with the data. All right, our analytics expert here to save the day. Let's start with Dak Prescottson. Back after missing five games, will he go over the 250-yard passing mark? He sure will. I have 263 yards oh. forecast for him. That is a big one with two passing touchdowns. Why? Because this Lions defense loves to blitz, but they're not getting any pressure. Mm -hmm. And you know who threw 23 pe touchdown passes against the Blitz last season, leading the NFL? That guy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that was an easy one. <laughs> All right, another QB back on the field. Tua Tungavailoa will be playing after missing two games with a concussion. Will he have more than 250 yards under the lights on Sunday night? Do you think they would put me on TV with you if I wasn't going to say more? I was gonna say yeah no that's not gonna happen here my <laughs> Dolphins fan is going to love this 252 passing yards two touchdowns one pick there in his return but I think when you look at Tua and what goes on against the Steelers defense mm. it's going to be those downfield passes this guy leads in completion percentage and he completes in yards per attempt on 10 plus air yard attempts oh. downfield passes are working for Tua let's go let's do it and that's what he was trying to show out since last year. One thing about Cynthia, she knows her audience. All right, Sin, let's go to our TA game of the week, Sin, because I would love to hear what you have to say about this. Over under 48 and a half points in this one. Well, this one got a lot closer with the addition of Christian McCaffrey, but a two-point win, 26 to 24, meaning 50 points, meaning more points than we expected points. in this matchup. And I think Christian McCaffrey sees the end zone, <gasps> those goal line packages. I think it happens. I love that. All right, how about the Packers bouncing back? Will their game against the Commanders have more than 41 and a half points? You know, I think so. 24 to 19 is the most likely score projection. So that adds up to 43, which yes. is more. So a higher scoring game in general. I have the Packers taking this one by five. I just leave my calculator at home when you're, you're here. You're fine. Goodness. We're, that's what I'm here for. Browns, Ravens, over under 45 and a half points in. I know this one I have a pretty significant over. I have 49 really? points, 28 Ooh. to 21 in this matchup. And by the way, like, Mark Andrews, remember, mm. national tight end works for him, too. It's not just the two facing each other over there in, you know, up in San Francisco. <laughs> it's also Mark Andrews. I think he gets in the end zone. Oh, I love that. All right, so thanks for the exact numbers keeping us in line here. Fantasy advice comes in many forms. It is easy to find a hot read, a hot take, or a hot tip. It is not as easy to find the hot sauce. Adam Rank, <laughs> serve it up. Where's Who is ready right? to bring the heat? Oh! Where is everybody? Because on Monday night, <laughs> Tuesday morning, we told you El Diablo, Dante Foreman was the pickup of the week. Did you listen? We begged, we implored. So I hope you are listening right now as we go through four wide receivers who can help guide you through this bye week where you don't have Cup, Jefferson, or Stephon Diggs. And we will start with a mild but flavorful, and that is rookie Alec Pierce, who has scored at least 12 fantasy points in three consecutive games, including last week, where the bulk of the production came at the end of the game on his winning score. And people might be out there saying, oh, he's so touchdown dependent, which is one of the dumbest arguments next to in and out fries are only good when they're warm. Wow. Of course, that's when you eat fries, is when they're warm. <laughs> what a dumb argument. In and out is the goat. All right, they're let's move on. We gotta let's get spicy. 
Let's get That's spicy. Like ketchup spicy. Devin <laughs> Duvernay. Okay. Devin Duvernay okay. this week. Now, obviously, Rashad Bateman could return. They signed Deshaun Jackson, but offensive coordinator Greg Roman said that he wants to get Duve the ball more. It was one of his notes. He said he put an exclamation point right next to it. And you know that if you get a text late at night and there's an exclamation point, that means something spicy. Actually, I don't Where know that. Where are you going I'm, with I'm this? married. Yeah, well, I, don't, I don't know. No, no, no. I don't know. I'm married. Usually, there's an explanation point. I'm like, what you say? You want an explanation point? And she's like, make sure the door's locked. That's, yeah. that's, what, that's how spicy it gets for me. All right. Come on, Let's man. go three along. these throws. Three, sorry. You know what? I'm not a quarterback. Oh, we <laughs> know this. Thank you. Uh, three alarm pick is Wandale Robinson of the New York okay. Giants. Last like week it. returned, played less than a quarter of the snaps. The returns were a little bit modest, but look, he is going up against a team this week, our friends down in Duval, who last week gave up nearly 400 passing yards to Mid-Ryan, and I say this week is a great opportunity for this giant squad to go out there, and of all the guys that we're talking about, Wandale Robinson has the opportunity of being a number one wide receiver this season, so this not, week... No, not this the, season. At this some season. point in his career, but not this season. This season. Who's better in the, on the Giants? Right now. Just not this not a wide receiver one. Consistency. Okay. He's still learning. All right. Oh, okay. oh there we go with the right? You see you see just sorry, you sorry. see just talking right. to me. Listen, I calmed you down. That's why you wear a hard hat. That's what's happening. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's they're like going to the Gallagher show. You gotta make sure anyway. El Diablo is Donovan Peoples Jones. He's been pretty consistent over the last couple of weeks. He's had at least four receptions. 50 yards in three consecutive games. He's going up against a Ravens team that is not the same Ravens team that we've seen over the last number of years. It's kind of a knockoff. It's kind of like when another burger chain moves to Southern California and they got their red and white tiles. It's like, listen, this is not In-N-Out Burger. We don't want you here anymore. So, but... I don't know what any of that means other than Donovan Peoples-Jones will be a pickup for you this week going up against that Ravens defense. Oh, and that oh. is the waiver wire hot sauce for the week. Okay, let's run it back with the Rankster, and we'll run the risk of redundancy with his full list of Week 7 winners and scores. Adam, take it. We got the Bengals as 29-25 winners over the Atlanta Falcons. Cowboys getting Dak Prescott back. Give me the boys, 28-27. Over the Lions, Titans, Colts, give me Tennessee, 23-22. The Green Bay Packers have been struggling, but they are going to dominate the Commanders. Give me the Pack, 35-14. Buccaneers, another team that's struggling. They will dominate as well, 36-10 over the Panthers. Giants, one of the hottest teams in the NFL, but give me the Jaguars, 24-23. The Ravens have blown a couple of big leads this season while it will be close. I have them defeating the Browns 27-25. The New York Jets have been playing so well. Fresh off a huge win at Lambeau Field. Give me the Jets 28-20 over the Denver Broncos. The Las Vegas Raiders coming off a bye week. Give me them 26-24 over the Houston Texans. The Seahawks have been playing really good football as of late. I have them upsetting the Chargers 28-27. Chiefs, 49ers, a rematch of the Super Bowl from a few years ago. Give me the Chiefs 29-20. And in the Sunday night game, Dolphins 30, Steelers 24. And of course, that means there's one more game. My Chicago Bears on the road playing the New England Patriots. You know what? 
It might not be a, a full redo of Super Bowl 20, but give me the Bears 25-24. Okay, so there you have it. Game picks, game scores, stat projections, and upset alerts. As always, use this information wisely. But before we go, we have one more piece of business to settle. It is a special message of inspiration offered to a few select NFL players that when you take the field on Sunday, do your very best, but not for your team, not for the fans, not for your legacy, your contract, or even your family. No, no, no. Do it for me. That's right. Make me look good. MJ, who are you talking to? Gino Smith. Gino Smith. I need to get his middle name because you know I love a full government name. (laughs) Eugene Cyril Gino Smith the third. Wow. Yes. Per Wikipedia. I love this. <laughs> so good. I Staying love this. That's amazing. Gino Smith, come through for me, man. You've been playing above expectations, rightfully so, proving people wrong, making Pete Carroll look good. Make me look good this week because I picked you and the Seahawks to beat the Chargers mm. this weekend mm. in Los Angeles. Mm. I mean, come on, my man. You ranked first in completion percentage, top five in pass yards attempt, and in passer rating. You got this, Gino. Make me look good. So far, so good. We will check you <laughs> on that later. Uh, okay, TD, the last word gets, goes to you. Uh, you picked your, that's right, your, you're stuck with it because I'm stuck with it too, your Washington Commanders yeah. to get an upset win over the Packers. We heard it earlier on the show. Something tells me your make me look good has something to do with that game. Yep, absolutely. So I haven't really been a fan of the Packers. I'll say that kind of softly. I haven't been a fan of what they've been doing. Last week, I picked them in an upset to the Jets. I was correct, and they made it happen. But for me in this game, I'm going with my former teammate, Taylor Heineke. I feel like Heineke is a better player than what they had on the quarterback in Carson Wentz for the football team. I will say for the football team because when I was a part of that team, Taylor Heineke was our starting quarterback. And the energy and the juice and the buzz that he brought to that locker room, the players literally got behind him and we were able to make it to the playoffs. We were able to win the division and it was literally all because of what Taylor Heineke brought to the table and what he was able to do. Should have beat the Super Bowl champs, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It literally came down to the fourth quarter. But all of that happened under Taylor Heineke. And now, what have they done? They went out, they improved the roster. They added receivers. They added a running back um, in Brian Robinson that's been starving to get out and have a dynamic impact on this game. So I know that Taylor Heineke is going to make me look good. I need Taylor Heineke to make me look good and make me right this Sunday. We love it. MJ Acosta-Ruiz and Thomas Davis, thank you. You always make me look good, and I can't thank you enough for that. Join us Monday for a complete recap of Week 7 games. Who starred, who stumbled, and who set off the baller alert? Watch the games. Good luck in fantasy, everyone, and please take care of you and take care of your crew. Till next time, ciao for now. NFL Total Access is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 
37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 